Let's deep dive. Hello and welcome to Deep Dive. I'm your host, Erin. Today's episode, we will be discussing a story close to my current home, the Fort Worth Trio. The disappearance of Rachel, age 17, Renee, age 14, and Julie, age 9, has been unsolved for 49 years now. Back on December 23, 1974, Rachel and Renee decided they wanted to do some last-minute Christmas shopping. Julie, who was Renee's boyfriend's little sister, asked if she could tag along. The trio hopped into Rachel's 1972 Oldsmobile 98 and headed to a surplus store in Fort Worth to pick up a few layaway items before heading to the Seminary South Shopping Center in Fort Worth. The girls planned on getting back home by 4 p.m., so Renee could get ready to head to a Christmas party with her boyfriend, Terry, who had just given her a promise ring as an early Christmas present. She was in love. As the hours went by and no word from the girls, their families began to worry. They headed to the mall to see if they could find them. They did find Rachel's car parked in the upper level of the Sears parking lot. However, the girls were nowhere to be found. It was then that they decided to get the police involved. The police just assumed the girls were runaways, but their families were adamant this was not the case. Why would Julie, at nine years old, want to run away just days before Christmas? Or Renee, who was just given a promise ring from her boyfriend that she was head over heels with? Things did not add up. Several witnesses placed the trio at the mall and appearing happy. Another witness came forward and stated the trio was with a security guard and getting into a vehicle that had the word security written on the side of it. One witness even went as far as claiming they saw the girls being forced into a pickup truck by two men. But none of these leads from the witnesses resulted in anything. Two days after the girls mysteriously disappeared, Tommy, who was Rachel's husband, received a very strange letter in the mail. The letter read, I know I'm going to catch it, but we had to get away. We're in Houston. See you in about a week. The car is in Sears' upper lot. Love, Rachel. The letter was suspicious to the family. Everyone called Rachel's husband Tommy, including Rachel. However, the letter was addressed to Thomas. It also appeared that the person who wrote the letter misspelled Rachel's name the first time. They ended up adding a second E at the end of her name and had to go over it to make the letter L. And the zip code written for Tommy's address was also incorrect. They had mistakenly put the zip code for Weatherford, Texas. Over the past 49 years, the police have had handwriting experts examine the letter, but all the results come back inconclusive. Over the decades following their disappearance, the families have hired private investigators, 
each one coming up with dead ends or crazy accusations. One claimed that Rachel's older sister, Deborah, who was Tommy's ex-fiance and living with Rachel and Tommy at the time, may have been involved. The PI alleged that there was a physical altercation between the three at a bowling alley the day before the girls went missing. Deborah claims that this never happened and she held no ill will towards her sister or Tommy. Tommy and Deborah have claimed to not have been involved and at one point Tommy had offered a $2,000 reward for any information. However, within a year, he withdrew his award and moved away. Rusty, Rachel's younger brother, once suspected Deborah of being involved with the girl's disappearance. He has since changed his mind and he continues to search for answers. As crazy as it seems, another PI had been investigating for one of the families and ordered that all of his files on the case be destroyed upon his death. And in 1979, he died of a drug overdose. Whatever he may have discovered died with him because all of his files on the case were destroyed. In 2001, the case was reopened. Police had gone over the case with new eyes, interviewed more people who said they were at the mall that day. A former Fort Worth police officer was one of those interviewed. At the time of the disappearance, he was a security guard at Sears. He stated that he saw the girls with a young male security guard inside of a pickup truck and that they were all laughing together. In 2018, Rachel's younger brother, Rusty, had learned that three cars were found at the bottom of Benbrook Lake, which was less than nine miles from the mall. With the help of divers and volunteers, all three vehicles were pulled from the lake. Rusty was hoping that maybe some evidence related to the trio's disappearance could be retrieved. Unfortunately, this was just another dead end for the families, and the case went cold again. Rusty keeps hope in his heart that one day he will have answers. In 2022, Melissa Highsmith who was abducted from Fort Worth in 1971, was reunited with her family. Later that same year, Rusty announced an anonymous donor put up a $50,000 reward for information leading to the arrest and possible conviction of whoever took the three girls. The case does remain open and active today. If you have any information, please reach out to the Fort Worth Police Department. Thank you for hanging out with me today and allowing me to bring this story to all of you. There is always hope for answers and truth. I hope that one day the girl's story will finally be told. Until next time, bye.